up? Hey, hey everybody. Glad you are here with us again for another amazing week of Case Files with Kat. And Ashley. Girl, I'm just going to get right to... Oh, I'm just going to get right to it. (laughs) You're getting the dog. You know, I'm behind two different closed doors. That's so funny. You got Yorkies. What are you going to do about it? Okay, so hold on. How's that for some sound effects? Sorry. (laughs) What do you have? You're at home. So what do you have? Um, I, since I am now an Islander, um, I am drinking an, uh, a Galveston Island Brewing favorite of mine. It's the, um, Pit Pat Porter. It's the chocolate peanut butter one. It is so delicious. Um, the last time I was there, she told me they were not making it anymore for the year or whatever, but, um, that's a because I've seen it everywhere. So it's super delicious. It is my favorite peanut butter beer. Um, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Well, um, we, <laughs> before we went to get our first of the two vaccine shots, we stopped in at Galveston Island right as they opened on a Saturday morning. Well, 12, it was noon. Yeah. And uh, we saw a fridge full of that stuff. And I was like, mm-hmm. Ashley said they weren't making it anymore. That's what the lady told me. She's just Not anymore. Just they were like done producing it for like the season or whatever. But it's oh, cool. It's oh, still oh. here. Getting lots of it. I also have this um, St. Arnold's I Love You This Much Commitment. It's their commitment <laughs> with raspberries. <laughs> and it is so delicious. So oh, that's, that's awesome. That's um, more for later because I'm still working. you're still working well okay so i have something i haven't tried before and it's delicious i just opened it that was my first one it's called stash ipa oh nice nice little can yeah nice can nice it's from independence uh brewing out of austin and independent Mm. thinkers and drinkers so this is uh yeah, out of Austin. And for my second beer, which I may or may not get to, uh, is from Galveston Island Brewing, and it's their Citra oh. Mellow. Yeah. Although I do like their double Citra Mellow, the, the double IPA version of that. I loved everything better. I've had from them, honestly. It's all so good. Delicious. It was a fun afternoon to be outside, and, yeah. you know, there weren't a lot of people there, so we had, like, one of six. We took up one of six of the picnic benches out there and so it was like there's nobody there it was nice yeah anyway um so yeah i had a question of the week and everything and i sent it to you and it's been posted i haven't Mm -hmm. even been really on social media um this week so i want to know we're just going to get right to things um your horror novel title so it was a generator that we posted and Mm -hmm. so what was your horror horror novel burning occult creature burning occult creature that kind of occult creature yep oh burning occult creature Mm -hmm. it's actually kind of interesting i like that one mine's (laughs) not so interesting mine's um well depends on who what name i go with right Haunting, <laughs> haunting possessed ghoul. <laughs> that's if I went with the K, but haunting mysterious ghoul sounds a little bit better. And that's if I went yeah. with the B. 
B. Once people realize what my first name is, that's what they want to call me all the time. I really hate it. You just don't look... You don't fit that name to me. So, like, (laughs) it's super weird when I hear people call you that. It's like, I'm, like, allergic to it. I'm allergic to it. So, but, okay, so tell us, everyone I'm sure is interested to know, like, you're not at home, home. Where are you Mm -hmm. right now? So, do you want to give everybody an update on your house situation? Sure. Uh, My house, as you know, if you listen to the show... Had over $84,000 worth of damage to it because of flooding. 84000 The insurance company emailed today and said they only want to pay for 16000 of it. They're um, assholes. <laughs> so my contractor is in the process of working with them to try to get more money. In the meantime, I am currently an islander. For the she next means Galveston Island. Island. So I mm-hmm. love that you found this contractor sort of by accident and mm-hmm. they are doing so much work to help you. They, uh, they're doing my neighbors and someone canceled their appointment. So he came over and did the quote like right away or whatever. So it was very much of just in the right place at the right time. Uh, we're still waiting for, uh, like I'm waiting on the plumber and stuff. There's a wait list for every plumber in town. So. Wow. There were plumbers coming in from all states, all kinds of states. So if you're listening to this and you're in the in the continental United States and you're able to get to Texas, there is lots of business for you here. I'm telling you right now, my friend just got another leak with the rain today. Um, Just, you know, so many things going on. So uh, lots of business to be had because um, I didn't want to risk something else bursting while we were, you know. Oh, well, God, no one's I there because the contractor isn't there now until he gets paid. So, not so to say that my house is empty. My house is very well guarded, people. I don't think Louie likes our show. So, that's okay. No one else does either. <laughs> they <laughs> just kind of tune in every week to see the train wreck. See the train wreck. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, people love funny. us. We are famous. We have, we have over. Um, like almost a thousand listeners on Apple now. I looked yesterday. Wow. On we Apple love you alone. all. Yeah. We do. We really do. And, you know, I'm just um, just amazed all the time that someone thinks I'm like even remotely cool. Like Did you see my Glenn? daughter's Glenn? theater teacher. <laughs> like she's so much cooler than I am. And she's just like, I'm a fan. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a fan of yours. What do I even do with that? It's so cool. So what happened with Glenn? I Glenn didn't see a Glenn. message. He sent a message with beers that are popular in the UK that you can actually get here in the USA. And they're all IPAs. So it's like right up your alley. So there's a message Glenn. waiting for you from Glenn. And he sent some story ideas for us. I love to. you. I love you. I love you, Glenn. Thank you so much. I am, oh. I'm going to get on that. Thank you. Brew, Brew Dog is the line of beers that he sent. Ooh. I'm so excited. Okay, I will have those hopefully for next week. If I can get those shipped quickly. Awesome. Thanks. Okay, so uh, all right, I'm going to go just go ahead and get started. I know I'm just uh, all right. So I did some like funny crime things because I wanted to kind of maybe get a laugh maybe before I started my show. Okay, so it was like Quirky crime statistics or something is what it was called. Um, crime rates rise depending on the temperature. Hmm. 
didn't know that. Um, the Chicago Tribune, this, this was an uh, article that came out in 2019. So uh, the Chicago Tribune conducted a study and found certain crimes increase when the temperatures are higher, but the rate of some crimes decrease once the weather cools. Crimes occurring most often during hot days include assault, great, shootings, theft, mm. and vandalism. The study concluded warm temperatures have little effect on homicide or drug-related crimes. I could see the violence. Like, when it's hot, when I'm hot, I just get so mad so much faster. I hate the heat. <laughs> I'm not a good Texan. I'm not from here. I've never gotten used to the heat. I, Anything I'm, above 70 is too hot for me. That's funny. Yeah. I, I, so. I, um, I don't, I, I prefer to be cold, but I get cold easily. Um, I do prefer the cold over the heat. Um, but for like colder weather, you can at least stay inside, you know, when hot, when it's hot, mm -hmm. even being inside is hot. So I don't know. I feel like hot just affects yeah. me a little bit more. Well, so, so continues. Layers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cold. You can only take off so many. Uh, yeah. But you know, we also experienced a cold snap that we weren't insulated for like as Texans. And so 57 Texans died during that storm mm -hmm. um, because we're just not, our homes aren't made for that. We're, you know, we don't have proper mm -hmm. equipment for that. So, so how does the weather affect criminal activity? Several researchers believe hot temperatures compel people to focus less on the future weird thereby relinquishing self-control which for some can lead to aggressive behavior and violence brad bushman a professor of psychology and communication at ohio state university explained climate shapes how people live it affects the culture in ways that we don't think about in our daily lives so I think that's really interesting. Um, number two, it is legal, la la legal, not illegal, to have sex with a corpse in more than 20 states. That's disturbing. I'm For a sure you wanted to know that. <laughs> Necrophilia involves sexual attraction to corpses, which can include the act of having sex with the dead. Surely this is illegal, right? There is no federal law against it. In some states, necrophilia is a felony offense, but in a, it's a mere misdemeanor in other states. And in over 20 states, there is no law against necrophilia. It's not limited to the United States either. Many other countries do not have established laws against acts of necrophilia. How does your country stand? <laughs> <laughs> oh Since we have listeners all over, all over this the world, so I'd love to know. All right, police can confiscate, confiscate. Oh my gosh, that doesn't even sound right. Did I say it right? Police can confiscate your belongings if they think you purchase them with drug money. Hmm, seems legit. <laughs> It's called civil asset forfeiture, and this practice meant to meant a total asset gain of twenty nine billion with a B dollars for U.S. police departments from two thousand one to two thousand fourteen. Damn! Wow. Citizens can endure a lengthy and sometimes costly legal process to try to reclaim their belongings, but most do not bother. 
as the expenses can cost more than the items the police seized. That's some bullshit. My dogs agree that's also bullshit. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I even that's have noise okay. counseling. Guys, you're just going to have to like hear my dogs. They're just angry little balls of energy. So, hanging is still legal in Washington, New Hampshire, and Delaware as of 2019. Uh, With the advent of lethal injection in 1977, administering a concoction of drugs replaced hanging as a form of execution in the United States. Except in Washington, New Hampshire, and Delaware. (laughs) Damn. Uh, But if done correctly, hanging should cause near instantaneous death, but it could also leave a victim in agonizing pain for many minutes. Oh, my God. Minutes. (laughs) Over the years, there was such debate over the safest form of execution. Most current methods can result in a botched execution, which I'm sure we've all heard, heard. We've heard the stories of people getting the concoction of drugs and it not causing someone to die and so they have the you know they're in sort of what's that word like the seizures and you can see that they're not not dead and so it's not it's not foolproof um it's there's not really a humane way that is 100% foolproof foolproof okay Blah, blah, blah. Anchorage, Alaska is one of the most dangerous cities in America. That surprises me. I would have like, I don't know. I don't even, New York? I don't know. <laughs> Anchorage is the largest and allegedly most dangerous city in Alaska, according to 2011 FBI crime report, which Forbes, Forbes later compiled into a list. Anchorage was also one of America's most dangerous cities. Anchorage was fifth on the list of following cities such as Detroit, Flint, and Memphis. The criteria for the the list comprises cities with a population of more than 200,000. Categories for violent crimes include homicide, robbery, and aggravated assault. Anchorage clocked in with 813 reported crimes per 100,000 city residents. In addition to the overall higher crime rate, rape is reportedly higher in Anchorage than elsewhere in Alaska. Moreover, property crime and methamphetamine use remain significant problems. I only knew that because I, I, I had mentioned that during the Alaska story with that serial killer. Yep. Um, well, I didn't know about the raping, but about Alaska being like one of the dangerous cities. Yeah. Which surprised me too. Like, I, I just know. never thought... About it, I guess. No, it's Alaska. It's, just, it's uh-huh. cold and crime is supposed to be worse than the heat. It's always cold there, so I don't know. I know, right? Weird. So let's think about that. Okay, so th- <laughs> so back to execution. Three states allow execution by gas chamber. Wow. That just seems uh, cruel and unusual, right? The dogs agree. Arizona, <laughs> Missouri, and Wyoming still permit execution by gas chamber, according to a profile in the Washington Post. However, lethal injection is the preferred method in most states. The last person in the U.S. to face a gas chamber execution was Walter Legrand in 1999. 
There are more people in jail in the U.S. per capita than anywhere else in the world. Not surprising. Yay! Not surprising. We don't. Oh, oh! Get, get off! The, get. <laughs> what is he doing, guys? Our animals just—you know—they don't care about our show. They don't this care is, that we're famous. Listen, this is the show. This is because of the show I'm doing. I'm trying to protect all of us. <laughs> it's not working. Okay. Okay, we have more people in jail. Okay, everybody knows that. We're the worst. Okay, less than 5% of the global population lives in the U.S., but the country has more. But the country, our country, has more than 20% of the world's prison population. We're number one. We're number one. The U.S. is to... But still, the U.S. is... Okay. Statistically safer than it was decades ago. Decades. That's crazy. I don't believe well, that. Ameri- I know. While some Americans believe crime is on the rise, like me, statistics show violent crime has fallen drastically over the years. The data emerged from the FBI's crime report and surveys conducted by the Bureau of Justice Statistics, or BJS. The stats... Collected by the FBI, claim violent crime is in the U.S. dropped a staggering forty-eight percent between nineteen ninety-three and two thousand sixteen. That is crazy. Okay. Okay. So I guess that's it. I'm trying to stall. <laughs> Why are you trying to stall? Listen, I'm trying to stall. I don't want to do the story, but I guess yeah, I'll have to go you get the story over with the sooner you can start talking okay, about okay. it. Okay, yeah, that's right. Okay, we're going to get through this. Okay, so I want to say that before um, before I get started, I felt really anxious and worried about doing the show because I knew that I was going to do the show. We I talked about it two weeks ago when I did the other show. Um so, like, I was just like, okay, that's my show. So when I really started kind of getting into doing research about it, I started to feel really anxious and really worried. And then at some point, I started to feel like like I, he- I heard in the loudest possible voice in my head. And I don't know how else to explain that. It was just a very loud voice that said, Kat, you shouldn't be doing this. You need to be careful. You... Hmm. Cat, you in danger, girl. Like, I saw Whoopi Goldberg. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I feel I like just I need saw, that voice in my head sometimes. Like, this has never, ever happened. And I texted, I text messaged you about it, like, right mm-hmm. after. But, but I, and, and so, you, you know, we talk about a lot of really bad people. We talk about haunted things, paranormal things, really bad events. I mean, mm-hmm. we've talked about the, the we run the gamut on like the worst the dark side of humanity with beer right yeah but this time i felt like maybe i needed to mind my own business if that makes any sense like girl, stop stop what you're doing because you're about to ruin something like yeah it's just like stop it so I reached out to our like when i heard this voice going you need protection stop it Stop what you're doing, because really, you just you're not stay out of, stay out of this. Um, I I contacted Janelle Hoyland now Janelle Hoyland Garza. Oh, so congratulations, girl! Yeah. Yes, um, she got married. It was beautiful. Anyway, um, so I reached out to Janelle and I said, "This is exactly what I said. I'm doing a story tonight, 
and something told me to ask you for protection. First time this has happened. Like, I literally was stopped to ask her. Do you want to explain who she is for people who don't know? Sure. So, Janelle... The dog is telling everybody. I'm so um, sorry, guys. So I'm really Janelle, sorry. I can't do anything that's all right. That. Mute yourself, and then okay. So Janelle said. Uh, so Janelle was Janelle Hoyland at the time was a guest that we had on our show um, when we were still in person, and we brought her on. It was at our one year anniversary. I don't know, but we. Uh, so she's a medium, clairvoyant just an empath she's an amazing person so we had her on and we did a facebook live so you can get that uh that episode it was towards the end of our first season because i know we were in my house at that at that point so um so look for her we are with the medium janelle hoyland i can't remember what episode so if ashley finds it she'll tell us anyway so of course she of course responded right away uh, immediately like within a minute she said um that she was sending me an army of angels to protect me and everyone else and when i say i felt it i mean i i felt it and you guys i mean like actually you know me you guys know me i'm a heathen <laughs> i am a heathen i am a heathen but man I felt a sense of relief. Like it almost made me cry. Like I closed my eyes and I let her and I just got tears in my eyes and I told her, thank you. I can feel that. Thank you. Um, so thank you, Janelle. Thank you. Um, and uh, she, she, if you want to thank her, just think about her. Say thank you because she sent you some protection too. Yay. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and uh, say that if you want to, at this moment in time, surround yourself with some white light, you might want to do that. Go ahead and do that so right now. Just getting a protection candle if you're a fan of the show. Because <laughs> now is the time. Sorry, I needed to drink a beer, but now is the time. If you have some sage, burn that shit. Do it. Just saying. Go ahead. We'll wait. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So with all that being said, I am going to go ahead and say that uh, I am doing the story that I said I was going to do two weeks ago, and it was um, about... Harold the haunted doll, and see, just saying that is weird. So, the, because Makes me and I feel and the, sick a little bit. So, here's why I want to say that. Oh gosh, Jason's not home yet. Um, sorry, I just got a text. When I was doing research on this, there were a lot of people who said that they actually got sick from watching the show that I highlighted on uh, the episode two weeks ago about Island of the Dolls. And um, so I want to just make sure before you go on listening that if this, if you are so inclined to go ahead and surround yourself with some protection, um, light that candle, do whatever you have to do. Um, Can you just shush? (laughs) What can I say? He doesn't (laughs) want to hear it. Okay, let me see if I can let him out. Hold on. Please hold. 
Do you want to open? Yeah, you don't want to be in here? Okay, you just stay right there because I'm not coming out. Okay, so as I said a couple of weeks ago, um, I'm doing the story of Harold the doll or Harold the haunted doll. You can do some Google searches. There's, it's very easy to find. I, I bet if you just typed Harold doll, you'd find everything. Um, he was a fe he was featured in the Ghost Adventures episode that I played a bit during my Island of the Dolls episode. And if you haven't heard that. Uh, no worries. You can go back after tonight's episode. You're not going to miss anything. Um, but it, it's a good one, if I do say so. <laughs> if I do say so myself. It was a good episode. I thought it was good. I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, I feel I didn't like all feel... our episodes are great episodes, so I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, like, just I had fun. I had fun doing it. Like, yeah. I just, I was really excited about doing it, and I didn't feel weird about doing it. I didn't have any negative feelings. But when I got into just talking about Harold, or um, the spirit that calls himself Harold, and uh, I, I felt like, oh, I should just stay out of it. So anyway, so I'm gonna get through this anyway. Um, so anyway, before the episode that I talked about last, last time, uh, was aired, his, before Anthony Kenyatta, his, his owner was involved with Ghost Adventurers, um, Anthony had a dream. And this is, um, prior to, prior to any of that, prior to being famous in any kind of way, uh, if you do about him, you kind of already were in this realm, but it wasn't like superstardom, right? So I actually bought his book called Harold the Haunted Doll. I did buy the book. And so this is how he recounts. Um, he had a dream and this is how he this is the dream that he had um, in early 2014. The dream. All right. It was around two in the afternoon when I suddenly felt exhausted and decided to take a nap. While I was sleeping, I had a dream that the doll and I were in a shack. The walls of the hovel were covered with old, dirty dolls. I could hear angry, agitated voices, and when I looked to see where they were coming from, I saw three men looking at me and the doll. They were afraid. <clears throat> but I wasn't sure what they were frightened about. I did know that they were talking about the doll. Suddenly they ran out of the shack. That's when I realized that they had set the structure on fire. The flames quickly consumed the building and I was barely able to grab Harold and run out before it burned to the ground. The men were standing outside shouting at me. I don't speak Spanish but I knew that they were saying I should have left the doll inside to burn. I that's agree. when I, that's when I woke up. I shared my dream with a few friends who asked me what I thought it meant. Some of them thought it was an omen that the hotel I was in would catch fire. I didn't think so. I told them my thoughts. Something's going to happen soon and my life will never be the same. So this was way before that phone call from the Ghost Adventures team. This story's already stressing me out, and we're only like five seconds into it. <laughs> I'm almost out of beer, too, by the way. I'm already like, you might need to open up some of that St. Arnold's. 
I'll wait. I have a, All right. I knew your stories would be crazy, so I also brought a ginger ale with me. Oh my god. Stomach. Because <laughs> I told you. I'm scared. I'm scared. Okay. So who is Anthony Kinata? All right. So I um man, you know, usually we can find other things about people that we talk about on Wikipedia or there's some kind of like he's still alive. He's still fairly young. I would imagine he's in his 50s. He's like not that old, right? And he um so he still he still he has a Twitter account if you want to follow him. He's, you know, he's got social media and Pinterest. Damn, he's everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, really? Um, and yes, I follow him everywhere. So he was, he did this interview with, and it's a WordPress account. So it's studyparanormal.wordpress.com. And this came out in 2015, maybe 2016. And, and so they just, they did a really good interview. And so I'm going to reference this a lot because he's saying the answers in his own words. And I kind of feel like, man, he's still alive. Like no one needs to do a deep dive study on the man. If he's going to answer these questions himself, then it's great to hear it from him. So I'll be referencing back to this study paranormal um a few times. Also, I'll be referencing his own book, uh, Harold the Haunted Doll. I'll also be, ta- you know, there's from his YouTube, he's got a YouTube channel. He documented so much. There's so much. He did a blog, a vlog. He just, he's got everything. So he's super easy to do research on. Um, and because he, he, the story is, is it's very interesting. Um, the book itself is about Harold, but it's also about a little boy that kind of got wrapped up because of his mom into the story of Harold and was really, um, affected by Harold. And, um, he's an autistic boy named Vincent. He was little, maybe Olivia's age, seven, seven or eight. Young kid. Anyway, so, um, okay, so the first question they ask is, Anthony, can you tell us a bit about yourself and how you, and how your views on the paranormal, and your views on the paranormal? Sorry. So, he is originally from Guam, um, which is an island near the Philippines and Japan. He, at the time of this interview, was an author of three books, um, Communications from the Other Side, Death is not the end of life, love, or relationships. Um, we are never alone. And Harold the Doll, the terrifying true story of the world's most sinister doll. I think I need my ginger ale. <laughs> I'm just going to sip on this over here. Don't mind me. So when I, you know, when I tell you, like, he is a younger, like, he's a younger man. You know, he's, like I said, he's probably in his 50s, uh, the very, very oldest. Um, And he's just got this, like, super deep voice. And so when when he talks, you can just, he's, I can't even get that low. You know, he just has a very deep voice. But he's, you know, got that beautiful dark skin. And he's just, I mean... You kind of feel at ease. You know that he's kind of got good good energy coming from him. And this stuff doesn't scare him, right? 
Um, so he says, my interest in the paranormal began when I was about seven, listening to my aunt Sue, who was Japanese, telling me ghost stories and folk tales from Japan. In my book, Communications from the Other Side, Death is Not the End of Life, Love, or Relationships, I wrote about how these stories led to my obsession with finding out if ghosts really did exist. This led me to becoming a paranormal investigator beginning in 1989, specializing in investigating hauntings, apparitions, and poltergeist activity until 2006. It was during that time that I acquired Harold. So like, that's it. That's like, that's his history. That's what we know. There's no, there's no Wikipedia (laughs) to reference to about his family and all of that. Like that hasn't been done. Okay. Every paranormal investigation starts with a story. So Here's the story of Harold as told in its original listing on eBay in 2003. I will preface this with this is not true. Wait, wait, wait. what's not true? The eBay listing is not true? The eBay listing is not true. But this was how it was sold. So he oh, had it was an eBay listing. It just mm-hmm. wasn't truthful. Okay. I mm-hmm. thought you meant someone made up that there was an eBay listing. Okay. So, um, this is the story. All right. I'm sure it's happened to each of us at least once or twice. You're walking around the flea market or an antique mall looking for a treasure or two, and you come upon a beat up looking doll. You think to yourself, oh, that's charming. Or the child who owned that doll must have really loved that thing. But what I thought about what I thought after seeing the doll that day should never have been repeated. This doll was purchased at a small dirt lot flea market in the quaint town of Webster, Florida. Webster is a very charming, industrious town about 60 miles south of Gainesville. They have a weekly flea market offering treasures, bargains, and aisles of kernel corn. Anyways, I digress. I had arrived at the flea market fairy tale... I'm sorry, not fairy tale. Fairly late in the day when most people were packing to go home. That is when I saw an elderly elderly man placing the doll in a box. It looked interesting, so I asked the man if I could see it. The conversation was something like this. Man, you don't want to see this doll. Me, sure I do. What do you want for it? Man, well, that's a good question because it's very old. The man looked like he was going to cry. It was my son's. I bought it for him when he was born and he passed away a few years after. This doll has sat in my work shed for... Fuck that. Get out of here! Oh my god, I just scared myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> I don't know what it is with the animals tonight, man. <sighs> okay. It was my son's. I bought it for him. My eyes are filling up with tears. It was my son's. I bought it for him when he was born, and he passed away a few years after. The stall has sat in my workshed for over 60 years. I wasn't going to bring it out today, but I figured I just needed to get it out of here. Anyways, I want 20 bucks for it. Well, he had a price in mind, right? (laughs) I gave the guy 20 bucks, put it in a bag, and walked away. When I was halfway down the aisle, the man came running over, visibly out of breath. 
I have to warn you about something. I can't just let you take him like this. The reason it's been in my shed is that the doll brought an eerie presence into our house after our son died. We could, we, we would hear him crying and singing from his bedroom. When we went to check it out, there was nothing, just the doll. Other things started to happen, and the priest told me I should burn the doll. I tried and tried, but it would barely burn. That's why his arms and head are so worn. Anyways, I just wanted to let you know. I told him okay and chuckled to myself as I walked away. That was until I got home, and my life has never been the same. Two days later, my cat died. My girlfriend left me for the pool guy. I began to have chronic migraines, and this is only two days after purchasing the doll. A week later, I began to hear children laughing and crying in my basement. Every time I would go check it out, of course, nothing. This doll has been an armadillo in an armadillo coffin in my basement for the last year and a half, and I need to get rid of it. I really do believe it's cursed. Sometimes I touch it, and it seems like it has a pulse. Maybe I'm just paranoid. Maybe not. The cursed doll measures 21 inches tall. His, her, its head, arms, and legs are all composition. The eyes are closed when it's lying down. Please ask any and all questions before you bid on this doll. I have not had it out of the coffin for years. So if anything else happens this week, I will be sure to let you know. This auction is sold as is, with no returns. Please, winner pays extra shipping and optional insurance. Check out my other auctions for more vintage collectibles and other fine antiques. <laughs> Ask all questions before you bid. Even if you think you are sure about condition, pictures, etc., please ask all specific questions before bidding. That's all in caps. Thanks for looking and good luck. Bum, bum, bum. Can I just say something? While you were saying all of that, I was like, there's no way people are like buying dolls on eBay. And I just typed in haunted doll just for shits and giggles. There are you. so many dolls listed on eBay and Etsy for like haunted. Like this one is described as Molly is a very old spirit. She's attached to her vessel. She knows how to communicate very well. Like who the fuck is buying this? Who? It's, I, I can't. I would never knowingly buy a doll with a never. freaking spirit attached to it. And it looks creepy. I, Anyways, sorry, continue. I was just amazed that people were actually really in real life buying dolls described as haunted on eBay. So at the, two weeks ago when I mentioned this, like there are so many, so, 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 so many of these. And it became like this was like the first known one. This was like, this was it. This was the beginning. And this sort of set the the tone. Um, the story, if you have a good story, you can't say it has a soul or it will take your soul. And like I said last time, it was like people kind of go, look, I can't tell you it's haunted, but it's haunted. If you wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like it's haunted. Right. Um, so it's become, and that's like, another thing that people do is paint the doll so it looks like a demon but really like Harold isn't painted Harold doesn't look like anything Harold looks like a beat up doll and so that's what's creepy about it or him that's 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 what's creepy and and so he didn't take it seriously and and that's this was the first guy and he did it and so now everybody's doing it. it's a it's a huge market 
Okay, so the question from the interview, how did you come in possession of Harold the Haunted Doll? So he says, I had the school before I died. I wanted to write one book and that and that that book be published. The problem was I didn't know what I wanted to write about. Um, in my book about Harold, I share how he came to own the object that was apparently active, but not in a haunted kind of way. It was a... Uh, uh, it was a pendant that if you wore it and taking pictures, occasionally what you were thinking about would actually show up in the pictures. So there, like he had come across this like pendant that a nurse. So there was a group of people, they worked in like a psychi- psychiatric kind of hospital and they took a picture and they weren't allowed to wear masks for Halloween because that could trigger some, some issues. Right. So a nurse took a picture. She looked at it. And behind one guy who was dressed as a vampire, there was someone in a mask. And so she freaked out. Mm -hmm. She was the head nurse. She's like, who's wearing this mask? And they're like, nobody. And there was one guy who was willing to talk to Anthony. He went and flew there. And he was like, who, you know, wanting to talk to this nurse. And one person wanted to talk to him. And it was the guy dressed as a vampire because he was on his costume. He had this little red pendant that his friend let him borrow that she had gotten from an antique store. And he said, do you think that it has to do with this? Because he kind of felt like maybe that was somehow whatever. Can you just stop? And the... The so that's sort of how that kind of like oh there's a there's an item that's that's haunted right so it kind of went into that, um, so he was telling some some friends of his that he had started a group called the Rocky Mountain Ghost Hunters Alliance, and one of the members mentioned a haunted painting that was for auction on eBay, um. So he had went on there and he found he was like looking around and he saw this doll. And so he was extremely suspicious. And there was a note for me. I mean, a whole lot of dope. So Kathy bought the doll. His friend Kathy bought the doll who he connected with later. And she was like, she decided to just turn around and sell it. Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Kathy. Hold on. Now I got to get down there. See, I'm just, this is taking me so long to get through because like, I, I just feel so weird about it. I do. I just feel really, really weird about it. So I'm sorry. I I say, I just, I'm, I'm so frazzled. I just can't even. So Kathy, who actually knew the original buyer, felt bad for the buyer because he was like Wait, she what did is it, that he, it, sound she, oh weird like when you started talking like a really loud static sound started coming through my I can hear it yeah I don't know what that was I don't have anything open but our Facebook page I don't know but continue <laughs> that was weird I don't want to I know that's <laughs> so I really don't know what that was okay so alright I'm gonna keep going Okay, so Kathy knew the original seller, and so she knew that he was selling it, like, for a little bit of money. And so she knew that it wasn't real, and so she bought it thinking, well, I'll just make make Harold, I'll make the doll pretty, 
right? She was going to restore it. Well, after getting it, getting it home, um, all these things started to happen to poor Kathy. Like I am flushed and my face is burning while you talk about this. I'm really sorry. So after um, receiving the doll from Greg, who was the original poster, so Kathy um, uh, started to experience some strange, some coincidences and strange things. This is in quotes. This is from his book um, happening to her and her family. Kathy and her husband put the doll in the trunk of the rental car and left it there until her aunt asked if she could see the doll. The idea that it was supposedly haunted struck her as hysterical. Bad idea. Um, the next day, her Super aunt called. Funny. I know. The next day, her aunt called Kathy asking to be picked up at work. Her back had gone out and she couldn't walk. She was diagnosed with a herniated disc and put on bed rest until um, her wedding, Kathy's wedding. The very next day, the back of the groom-to-be went out. The chiropractor who diagnosed her aunt made a diagnosis of a herniated disc with him as well. So this is her fiancé, Rick. Then, Kathy's back went out. The chiropractor probably wondered what was going on with his family, but no doubt enjoyed the income these strange coincidences brought him. And on the day of the wedding, the hairdresser for the bride and bridesmaids was a no-show. The wedding cake fell apart, and the groom made his vows in a wheelchair. God damn. I mean, what? Because, I mean, that's just crazy. Um, so, just days before they were supposed to go... Um, on their, they were going to go on a cruise after the wedding. Just days before they were supposed to go, Kathy received a call from her aunt. She and her new husband weren't going to be able to go on the cruise because they both developed bronchitis and strep throat. Kathy's aunt had also been stricken with shingles. <laughs> According to Kathy, it never occurred to her that all of these things might have had anything to do with the doll. Before she and Rick, Rick left on the voyage to Bermuda from New York, it was suggested to her that it might be interesting to bring Harold with her as it's supposedly haunted and she was going into the notorious Bermuda Triangle. That's so dumb. She brought the doll with her in the same bag she received it in. They, they checked in and watched her three pieces of luggage go on board the ship. When they made it to their room, their luggage wasn't there. By noon that day, the crew were able to find two of the bags, which had Rick's clothes, but not his shoes. Kathy's luggage, containing all of her clothes and shoes, with the exception of the change of clothes she had in a carry-on, were still missing. Her toiletries, toothbrush, clothes to change into, uh, shoes, she boarded the ship, shoes, the ship wearing sandals, uh, a bathing suit, formal wear, her camera were nowhere to be found. Despite what the crew said was an extensive search for her luggage, they were unable to find it. She spent the entire cruise wearing two outfits. Sadly, this is she still missed the all out of fucking no for me. <laughs> oh my god. I know. I know. 
I'm trying not to laugh. I'm not laughing. I'm just, I'm nervous. And that's why I'm laughing. I just want the doll. I'm so- not laughing at the doll. Please do not think I'm laughing at you. I'm, no, I'm laughing because I'm nervous. I know. I'm <laughs> laughing because I'm nervous. That's it. So, 10 minutes before they were getting off the ship, when it returned to New York, Kathy was called by the purser's desk. Her luggage was finally located. When Kathy and Rick returned to Kathy's aunt's house with the doll in tow, her aunt had been pain-free without any back issues for two weeks. Suddenly, her back went out again, causing her to end up having to go to the emergency room. That night, Kathy decided that when the post office opened the next morning, she would be there waiting. After the fiasco on the cruise and her aunt ended up ending up in agony shortly after seeing Harold again, she wasn't taking it back to Dublin on a plane. She was shipping him home. She wasn't going to change luggage going missing a chance luggage going missing again or worse still, the plane going down in mid-flight. She began to wonder if there really was something to stories Greg told about the doll. A year later, at Rick's insistence, she put Harold back up for auction, hoping to whomever that whomever, whomever did win it this time would know what to do with it. And that's how Anthony got involved because she put it up and Anthony saw it. And Anthony was like, man, like, okay, let's see how high this will go. So this one guy kept trying to outbid him. I know this one. He was like, this isn't true, but you know, let's see how high I can make this guy go. So he ends up bidding some astronomical amount. And the guy was like, didn't outbid him and it closed. And so the auction closed and, and Kathy was like, you don't want this doll. You don't want it. You don't want it. He was like, send it to me. Just send it to me. Um, so, uh, he, he, he got it and he, uh, didn't really know, um, what was going to happen with it. But Kathy called him and said, man, I don't think you should take this doll you don't really you don't really want it. I don't believe that the doll is haunted. I do believe it's cursed, she said. Well, that's an attention getter. <laughs> so she says, my this is from her eBay listing when Anthony saw it. My fiance and I knew a couple, John and Veronica from work. We became friends. John and Veronica liked to travel and they were going to Amsterdam. The night before they were to leave, they came to our home for dinner. I had just gotten the doll, and since Veronica was a collector of antiques, she asked to see if she could see it. I showed it to her. She made a comment about the bad shape the doll was in and laughed. Don't laugh. A few days later, John called us from Amsterdam. He told us that Veronica had died. Oh, my she went, God. She went out on the balcony to have a cigarette and fell down the stairs, hitting her head on the steps. She fractured her skull and had brain injuries and died as a result. I couldn't believe it. Just three days before, John and Veronica were at our house eating dinner and laughing. After Veronica's death, John decided to move back to South Africa. They had a boarder named Stephen who was staying with them, but suddenly was without a home. We offered him the extra room we had at our house. I used to keep the doll in a shed in our backyard. The night I showed it to Veronica, I put Harold in the closet of the extra room and forgot about him. That was the same room we were we would off, later offer to Stephen. Stephen was originally from Wales, and before he came to live with us, 
he went back there. While he was there, he had a physical and came back with a clean bill of health. Three months after moving into the room in our home, he began having difficulty swallowing. Then he started losing his voice. He went back to Wales to see what was wrong. He was diagnosed with stage four cancer of the larynx and was Jesus given only a short Christ. time to live. So Anthony and Kathy continued to email each other and she learned that e even though Kathy was childhood friends with Greg's older brother at the time she was bidding on the auction, she lived in Dublin. And after winning Greg's auction, she told Greg to hold on to it instead of having Harold sent to her in Dublin. She had plans to go to the Connecticut to Connecticut for two weeks to attend her aunt's wedding while she was there. She'd go to Manhattan to pick up the doll. And so the story goes. So those are the two like, yeah, Louie is just. Mm -mm. So the interview was asked or asked Anthony, do you think the doll is haunted, cursed or possibly both? He said, honestly, I wouldn't say it's either haunted or cursed. I wouldn't say it's possessed either. What is what it go what it is goes far beyond all three of those. It's not like anything I've ever read or heard about in paranormal literature. Question Have you ever come close to getting rid of the doll? If so, what stopped you? He said, I have. The closest time came when one of the entities in the doll killed one of my puppies. Oh my god, Ch no, what the hell? Chance, who was like a little Dotson, uh, Chance had a herniated diaphragm and, and his abdominal organs were in his chest. Two vets couldn't explain how it happened as he didn't have any fractured or broken bones to suggest he was hit by a car. I wasn't sure that one I wasn't sure that one of the entities was actually responsible until a swarm of flies showed up in the house we were staying in at the time. I was filming a vlog showing the flies, which can be seen on my YouTube channel and in the attic window of the house next door. You can see the reflection of several apparitions, including one with horns coming out of its head. I knew then that the entity was rubbing it in my face. The next day when Chance died, I went to get a box from the local grocery store to put him in. As I was walking home, I thought, you know what? You win. I can't do this anymore. I'm tired of fighting you. Losing Chance was too much. I don't want to lose Bentley, which was Chance's brother from the same litter, too. That lasted for about three seconds before I became pissed and resolved to continue doing what I was doing, which was self-publishing my book about the doll. So, the next question. Do you ever feel unsafe owning such an unsettling doll? I not only feel unsafe, I know I'm not safe. I'm under constant attack from it. So, why don't I do something to get rid of it? Because... I've been able to determine that there are three souls trapped inside of the doll. Well, it's actually five. We learned later. Um, and it's fallen on me to figure out some way to release them. Trapped isn't a good word. They are being held prisoner by one of the entities. That's what makes this case so different from the typical, quote, haunted doll, end quote, story. 
Um, and are you still investigating Harold now, or do you feel you've learned most of what you need to know already? So he says, my investigation is still ongoing because while I've discovered some things, there's still so much I don't know. For example, I do know that there are five spirits involved, four human and one non-human. You see this depicted in the cover of my book, which has changed. It's not the same cover. Um, I know the name of the non-human entity. It's identified in the Bible as a, quote, prince of hell. Abaddon is his name, Abaddon. I know the name of the one who calls himself Harold. I know his real name and even have photos of him when he was alive, how he died, and the address he lived at when he died. On the cover of my book, he's the one shackled to the cage. It's changed now. Now it's just a picture of the doll. I know where the name Harold came from, even though Greg would tell you that he and his brother pulled the name out of the air. There really was a Harold. I know the names of the young woman and her younger sister who are being held prisoner by the demon. These two are also depicted on the cover of my book, which is based on a vision a friend of mine had. I talk about her vision in my book. I have photos of them as well. I also know that the man who calls himself Harold was actually related to the two girls when they were all alive. I'm pretty sure I know the identity of the third child, a boy who is also trapped in the doll. He has nothing to do with the other three that I've been able that I've been able to determine, though. What I don't know is why all of this has happened and how that is my focus now. And I've been to seven cities in the last 10 weeks searching for my answer my search may eventually bring me to London, by the way, since there is a connection between the history of the doll and that city. I turned on some lights. It's getting too dark. <laughs> Finally, and most importantly, I don't know how to release the three children. I'm bound and determined to figure that out, though. When I do, I'll be done with the whole thing. And... Um, he does actually end up going to Australia. And uh, part of the story that I'm not getting into is that there is a child. And I did mention him earlier, Vincent, um, who is autistic and was young and who his mom was. His mom was connected to Anthony and was really interested in the story of Harold. But um, does my face look weird in Zoom? I feel like I don't even look like myself. No, I don't know. I feel like I'm super red because like my face was like it's on fire, and like I don't know. I don't. I don't feel good as you're talking, and my whole Zoom just closed out while you were talking. That's I know. Where, I like, know. It's, I just it didn't even freeze. It just like closed out, and it's never done that. So I don't know. But like my face doesn't even look like my face right now. I just looked I mean, at myself it looks like and it I was to like, to me. So I don't know. I don't okay, know what well, you're that's saying. Okay. I'm just gonna but, sit behind the. The microphone. Yeah, that's okay. I'm just going to um, I'm just going to sit right there. All right, I'm just going to sit. <laughs> I know no one else um, can see us. <laughs> I know. That's the crazy thing. So, 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 okay. So, Harold, um, uh, Harold goes with Anthony to Australia. And what he's trying to do is to actually help this mom and her son. Because her son is having, like, very, um, not 
not quite like a possession, not like that, not like you need to have a, an exorcism, but he is acting out and he's acting out in, in response to a being that he sees in his room. And it's just like, just kind of a black blob of a thing. You can't oh like, ah! and so if you see the, if you see those drawings, it just kind of looks like a, an, like an angry kind of sun, like just kind of black, you know, it's, it's, it's a form, it's formless, you know, it's just kind of like a spray of black. Right. And he was seeing this all the time and, and he, he didn't speak a lot, but this young boy would go around in this gra- growling kind of voice and be like, shut up, bitch to his mom. Yes. And, <laughs> Yeah, and so she was like, he he's screaming, not again, not again, not again, running around the house with his, like, controller in his hand. And he's, because he's autistic, they don't let him, they, they really shield him from a lot of things because they don't want to, they don't want to trigger him. And so, you know, he can watch the Lego movie and, like, the Lego movie and, like, the Lego, you know what I mean? Like, there's not a whole lot. There's, like, three things and nothing's violent and nothing's like with animals and nothing's like strange. But like this kid just ha- was having this like meltdown. She got a little bit of video of it, sent it to Anthony. He's like, you know what? This this family, I just need to help this family. But at the same time, he, Anthony Vincent was telling Anthony so many things through his drawings that was helping him with Harold. And so... um and that that story is really what the book is about and it, it ends with that and so um i did find out what it's it it's done what what anthony set out to do is done which was to release those children that were there the two girls and that little boy he was able to release them through this this catholic church in australia that they agreed to do that um the, the spirit who calls himself Harold uh, did not want to leave the doll. And so currently the doll still uh, inhabits uh, the spirit who refers to himself as Harold and the demon Abaddon. Um, and so they were trying hard to hold on to those three other souls um, so when when Anthony says it's more than a, a curse or uh, a possession or a haunting is like something that was just so much more than that. Um, Vincent's mother, uh, upon the release of those three spirits, said her house or not Vincent's mother, another uh, uh, another person who was really involved with Anthony um from really early on with Harold, she said her house just at the, at that moment smelt like roses. And she's like, I could like, woo, scared me. I like, she could just smell the roses filling her up her whole house. And so she was like, I knew something had happened at that point. Um, I, I love the idea of like smells bringing up that, those kinds of feelings. Anyway, um, do you have it? This is a question. Do you have any advice for people who feel affected by Harold? And I, I feel like maybe you need this as much as I do. Um, there have been many stories of people who claim they have been affected by him. Uh, so Anthony says, I hear from a lot of people all the time telling me about how they've experienced strange things after reading a blog post, watching a video I posted, or just looking at the doll. 
I even heard from two men who ended up in the hospital emergency room after seeing the doll on Ghost Adventures um, episode of The Island of the Dolls and mocking it. One woman wrote to me to tell me that her mother became physically ill and she started vomiting blood when they watched the show and were laughing about the doll. Which leads me to another one of my questions. Why does the entity in the doll attack some people and not others? That's something I still don't understand. I'm sure, however, that there are people who have been affected whom I've never heard from. I do know this, though. The entity does respond to religious provocation. So, if someone believes they are being attacked in some way from simply reading this, my suggestion is pray. My other suggestion is to contact me either through Facebook Messenger or through my email, HaroldTheHauntedDoll at .aq at gmail.com. I can't believe someone took that name from him, that he has to do .aq. Um, uh, he can usually... Uh, he can usually make whatever's going, going on to cease from... to cease. He can usually end it. By talking to Harold, um, he douses Harold with holy water and says, you can't do that. Don't, stop it. You know, I'm going to put you back in the shed. You can't do that anymore. Poor Harold. Um, well, <laughs> don't don't laugh at him. Right. Don't yeah. laugh at him. That's all he's asking for. <sighs> OK. What was your experience of writing the book like? He said, it was a royal pain, to be honest with you. First reliving the whole thing up until that point, especially the part about my family in Australia that was being attacked by both of the entities and the doll. So that's Harold and Abaddon. My dog Chance died the day after I finished the manuscript for the book. I decided to self not die. I'm just telling you right now. I'm be very okay. upset. You better pray. You better pray. Uh, he decided to self-publish it because traditional publishing can take up to two years before the book sees the light of day. I also have 20 plus photos of evidence that have uh, either rarely been seen or never been seen by the public. There have been issues with the book being in the publishing stages that has create space. The self-publishing arm of Amazon puzzled. I'm convinced that the demon associated with this whole thing did not want this book to come out. And by the way, I was I put a warning on the back of cover of the book, not to scare people, but because I knew that someone will read the book, trip and fall, blame the doll and me, and then try to sue me because of it. That's why I put it there. So hopefully they'll think twice before they try to sue me. LOL. <laughs> I do warn people that this book will scare the hell out of you, though. And then, uh, you know. That's that's it. So some of the things that he went through, I know this is a really long episode. I'm so sorry. Um, the first psychic to read the doll. This is all in his own his own telling. Uh, the first psychic to read the doll after I received him told me that Harold said he was going to kill her and that she felt she had she, she felt he has a hold on her heart. I was recording the session and heard an EVP in which a male voice said, I'm going to kill you, you bitch. Yep. Another woman told me, I don't think there's anything to Harold as she sat next to the doll. A few minutes later, she screamed out of pain and on her right side, the same side the doll was sitting next to her from her stomach to the middle of her back was a long red gash. <clears throat> While my friend Diane and I were listening to a recording uh, of a reading, a tarot card reading she did on Harold, she was bitten 
on her right hand between her thumb and forefinger. I checked and there were actual indentations. I measured the bite and held the markings up to the dolls painted on teeth and they matched exactly. Later, the area below her left eye was swollen as though she had been punched by a small fist. The swelling matched the doll's hand size. That's a whole lot of nope. A friend of mine came came by my home. We had plans to go out for lunch. She told me later that when she pulled up, as soon as she got out of her car, she felt as though she were in danger. When I didn't answer her knock... She walked in and found the doll sitting at the kitchen table where I'd left him earlier. She tried to run out of my home when she felt as though she were stopped from leaving. She started screaming for me. I found her plastered against the wall next to the front door, sobbing and terrified. I took the doll to the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park with me. That's awesome. A man who said he was from Manhattan, New York, told me that he didn't believe in the paranormal. A few minutes later, he asked me what what was the story with the doll saying, that damn doll wants to kill me. But he didn't believe in the paranormal. Right? Last, uh, in 2013, when I took the doll out of storage, I was talking to a, my friend Camille about Harold beforehand and my plans for him. She told me that she thought what I was thinking was a good idea. Later, a thought came to me. She had better stay away from me. Mm-hmm. I called Camille later and asked her how she was doing. She told me that she was sick with hot and cold spells. When I asked her how, she ha- how long she hadn't been feeling well... She said it started shortly after our phone call. I splashed holy water on the doll, telling him that he's never to attack someone I love ever again. A few minutes later, I heard, Okay, she's all right now. So I immediately called Camille, who told me that she was feeling better. As of a few minutes ago. Hmm. Don't like that. Um, A woman in Long Island, New York, was making fun of the spirit in the doll, despite my warnings not to do so. Later that day, she messaged me to say that that things were falling off of her wall and flying through the air. She also said that her 160-pound bull mastiff went to investigate and yelped as though something tried to kill him. The dog lay down at her feet, trembling, with its tail between its legs and its ears laid back. Wherever she went, he followed her, trembling. I tried to warn you, was all I could write back. When I first adopted my puppy, Chance, the dog refused to come into our hotel room for two weeks. I literally had to drag him in or pick him up and carry him in. Then it occurred to me why this might be happening. Harold, Chance is a new member of our family. He's going to live here with us, and you have to quit scaring him and make him feel welcome. The next time we left and came back, Chance pranced into the room. He never had a problem coming in after that. That's scary. A woman saw a picture of Harold on Facebook and made a nasty comment about his appearance. The next morning, she contacted me frantic. Last night, around midnight, I woke up and could feel Harold staring at me. I couldn't move for 10 minutes, she told me. I was terrified (laughs) in fear for my life. No, thank you. No, thank you. Um, 
I haven't been immune from a tech either, he says. One night on my blog talk radio show, a friend called and asked about the doll. We talked and laughed about it. The next morning, there were four long scratches on my left calf and blood on my sheets. A few days later, I put Harold back in the storage unit. The next day, Camille noticed a long, bleeding gash on my left forearm. I took Harold back out of storage, and he's been out ever since that day. In a video I made of him using my my phone, a number of people, including myself, noticed that his lips were moving, almost as if he was talking, mimicking what I was saying. So there's this one video where he's actually, like, apologizing to Harold, um after uh, someone called him to tell him, like, hey, I got a message from Harold for you. He's mad at you, whatever. And Harold wouldn't let his camera get into focus. And it's like a cell phone, so you can get in and out. You can focus if Mm -hmm. you really want to focus, right? And it started out focused, and then it went out of focus. And um, I watched that whole thing, and it just looks out of focus. It just looked like that doll was moving. It was terrifying. I've only allowed two teams of investigators to examine the doll because it is so dangerous. The first team consisted of cops. The two founding members spent about three hours with the doll. One of the investigators said that while he was listening to the recordings of the investigation, he heard, quote, frightening EVPs and felt as though he were hit in the head with a baseball bat and his back went out, causing him to fall to the floor, unable to move for hours. They now refuse to have anything to do with the doll or come anywhere near it. And those are just a few of the incidents. And I listened to those EVPs and it's just a guy talking like, hey, can you talk to me? And it's just like screams. They're screams. You can hear not like a cat meowing, (laughs) but you can hear like, ah, right. And, um, you know, the guy's just like, okay, you can talk. What are you doing here? What do you want to tell us? it just sounds like they're in pain and um like what's like what's your name or something they ask some question and i i didn't have headphones on when i listened but apparently if you have your headphones on you can really hear it but it says like you don't want to know mm-hmm. i really don't so they don't so that was lockdown lockdown paranormal i think was the was the investigative crew and they're like we don't want to have anything to do with you and um you know what i'm just gonna go ahead and i'm gonna stop there i'm gonna just stop right there if you want to know more um you can get his book he says a, a lot of this and then and then some especially about vincent um i don't uh i don't think i need it i don't think i need to read anymore So that's you want me to read the answers to the question of the week or? Yeah, please. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. So um, Jeanette's is disappearance dead child. Joshua is the devouring of the dead mind. Sounds interesting. Yes. (laughs) He said, I like my girlfriend's more. Hers is the whispering of the dead child. Ooh, that's creepy. Oh, yeah, I should do this. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Jesse said, the burning of the dead werewolf. I feel as though the title gives away the ending. <laughs> um, I don't know how to say this name, so I apologize. 
M-A-J-A. I don't know how to say your name. I'm very sorry. Creeping Luminous Ghost. Ooh. Um, Jesse says her husband's is the burning of the Twilight Demon. His is so much cooler than mine. Uh, the other Ashley, the other Ashley says murder occult mind. Uh, RC Ooh. says devouring twilight phantom. And <laughs> the uh, Glenn's is the abduction of the red werewolf. Oh, <gasps> that's good. Yeah. Did you share it on yours? Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. So those are the answers to our question of the week. Someone shared it, but I don't know who, so I can't check the answers because since it's private. So. Well, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I feel really weird right now. And so I'm just going to go ahead and wrap this up. I might need to reach out to Janelle and have <laughs> her just kind of erase some stuff. I feel really weird. Yeah. I don't know about you. I don't feel but great. I don't feel great. And so, um, I apologize. I said I was going to do the story and I was ready to do it. And then when I got more and more into it and I went down those rabbit holes, I realized I shouldn't fucking do the story. Um, my my uh, heart chest area is hurting really bad right now. I feel um, (sighs) a little angry. I don't know if you can see it in my face. I can see it in my face. I look like I'm in a bad mood. I just feel like I got a real bad headache and like all of a sudden like my chest and like my arm started hurting really fucking bad. Okay, so <laughs> I know you're a heathen too, so we're just gonna, you know, I don't know. My uh family will pray, be pray here to what you got next week, so Susan will probably <laughs> be on the episode with me. I love it. <laughs> that made me happy. See, that made me happy. I love it. Okay, well I'm excited. Um do you know what your story is gonna be about? I don't. Not about dolls, that's for sure. A hundred percent, my story will not be about dolls. So. Okay, I don't know that I'm going to do another doll story ever again. <laughs> we, we've said that before. We have said that before. <laughs> but I said it was because I would do it, because I couldn't just mention mention Harold and not... Um, yeah not do do the story because yeah. the story is so big and i just did i did a drop in the uh, in the bucket so there's really so much more to learn and read so if you're interested and like ashley did uh if you just go on to ebay and look up haunted dolls it's it's I just crazy it's so search. much there's etsy yeah. shops and ebay listings and all kinds it's of so stuff. it's so cool to do it but man i don't think that you want to um, but anyway, uh, next week, Ashley and Susan will be, will be joining us and I'm so excited. So for her story, make sure to tune in next week. Um, until then, make sure to follow us and do you want to do all that? Follow us, like us, share us, please review us. It's very important on the platforms. If you review us, um, and share us, share send us. us your questions of the week's your story ideas so we don't have to do dolls um beer suggestions (laughs) any of that kind of stuff feedback you know love mail hate mail whatever send it our way 
on all the but things. But we, we, lo- we love you no matter what. And yes. we are so happy that you continue to join us every week. So until next week, please uh, stay safe and be kind to one another. Kindness is everything. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.